0: Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now, your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, Porch Community, and welcome to episode 141 of the 167 Podcast. I am Shannon Patterson, your lead pastor here at the Porch Community Church. And as always, I'm with my good friend, your media pastor, Josh Harrell. Hey, Josh.
1: Hey, Shannon. How's it going?
0: <laughs> it's going good. It's going good. Hey, what does the 167 mean?
1: Well, okay, so there's 168 hours in your week. Yes. And so, if you go to church one, because the church service is about one hour, sure. give or take. Not here. <laughs> Generally speaking.
0: 166.5. And
1: then so you have 167 hours left. Mm-hmm. So what this podcast does is it tries to inject a little Jesus into those 167 hours.
0: That's right. I like to just remind people that every now and yep. then in case you ever wonder.
1: Yep. So <clears> It's <throat> it's not a termed podcast where we go, at 167, we're done.
0: Which is what my daughter said we should do. Yes. Yeah.
1: Sorry, Mallory. Eight, Even though no, I know no, okay. she doesn't listen. <laughs>
0: um yeah no she doesn't Unless she's in the car with Unless you I make her yeah but then you know that's that's weird <laughs> no i get in the car and listen to me oh that would be horrible that'd be horrible um <clears throat> so we are um yeah we're in june it's happening yes it's all happening um <clears throat> i've been on uh a little vacation yeah so you're in oklahoma we're, we're pre-recording this yeah yeah i'm as you guys are listening to this, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm actually making my way. No, I'm still there. Making my way downtown. <laughs> Let's start singing that. No, you um,
1: would, st- this is your first week yeah, in Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah, I'm there. So, And then I'm on a big boat.
0: You're on a boat.
1: Yeah. <laughs> if you There's know, lots of
0: songs we could be singing yes. right now. Um, so, yeah, you and Kara and the girls are on a cruise. And yep. Yeah, so it's that time of year. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess one of the reason, well, what I want to talk about today, it's actually a continuation of what we start, what we were talking about in episode one forty, which is about um, how Jesus taught on the Holy Spirit, and how we see this in the scriptures. Yeah. Um, and I have to tell you, like, because we had Grad Sunday on uh, May twenty first, and then this the holiday weekend, the May twenty seventh. Kristen did the message, per and 20. then. The first, uh, I don't know, June 4th Yes, is the first um, Sunday of, I think it's the 4th. <laughs> this is yes. quality entertainment. I could just look no, at it we're, No, we're just recording so far in advance. I know, it's crazy. That. Yeah, June 4th, um, Justin will be doing the message again, and we'll have communion. And so um, with all that, I mean, I'm still like in, I want in this podcast especially, and we try to do it every week, but to stay... Um, we're still in the series of acts mm-hmm. we're still there. Um, but a lot, a lot, a lot of conversation has been going on. Wonderful conversation about the person and the work of the Holy spirit. Yes. And so I want us to continue with that. Um, I just started, I, I just got a book yesterday in the mail called Holy fire by the author R T Kendall. Um, and it's really good. Mm-hmm. I saw a couple of, uh, YouTube videos. Um, with him. And then I was like, Oh, I'm going to get this book. I want to read a a couple of paragraphs. (laughs) So, um, it's just so good. And it so describes where I think a lot of us are. We've already addressed this, how some of us come from backgrounds where it's like, no, 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 we don't talk about the Holy spirit here Mm -hmm. or the, we don't talk about the Holy spirit enough. Um, and if there's not certain things happening,
1: and then at my house we don't talk about Bruno.
0: <laughs> we don't talk. See, it's today's all the different songs you could sing. Yes, and we just recorded uh, um, the announcement. The announcement video, and I tried to sing Oklahoma, Oklahoma, like the Broadway musical Oklahoma, and I just what did I do to the mic you peeked out the mic. I peeked out the mic because I've I've got lungs. So, all right. So this is from R.T. Kendall, Holy Fire, and I just love how this is described. <clears throat> Says this: There has been a silent divorce in the church, speaking generally, between the Word and the Spirit. When there is a divorce, sometimes the children stay with the mother, sometimes with the father. In this divorce, you have those on the Word side and those on the Spirit side. What's the difference? Those on the Word side stress earnestly contending for the faith once delivered to the saints, preaching, sound theology, rediscovering the doctrines, justification by faith, sovereignty of God. Until we get back to the word, the honor of God's name will not be restored. What is wrong with this emphasis? Nothing, it is exactly right in my opinion, Mr. Kendall writes, Dr. Mm -hmm. Kendall. Yes. Those on the spirit side stress getting back to the book of Acts, signs, wonders, miracles, gifts of the Holy Spirit, with places being shaken at prayer meetings, get in Peter's shadow and you're healed lie to the holy spirit and you're and you're struck dead until we recover the power of the spirit the honor of God's name will not be restored what is wrong with this emphasis nothing it is exactly right in my opinion the problem is neither will learn from the other but if these two spirit and word mm-hmm. would come together the simultaneous combination would mean spontaneous combustion. Wow. And I love that. Yeah. Because he, and he, th- so far, I've, I've read about 40 or so pages, I don't know. Um, he does just a really good job. He comes from a, a reformed background, um, and and he just, just right. and he spent like 25 years preaching. He was in London. He was at Westminster Chapel in London. Um, I don't know, it's just, it's really, I love the way he presents it, that, there doesn't have to be, you've got to be word or spirit mm-hmm. um, that the intention is to come together, which is what we've Which been is talking what the about. Bible wants. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I was reading something last night. We'll get to it later. But he was like, for a lot of people, it's, we believe in the Trinity, God, the Father, God, the Son, and God, the Holy Bible.
1: Oh.
0: Yeah. And I was like, oh, oh, snap. I mean, the Bible's amazing, wonderful. Uh, it's given to us for the edification, but it, it just left out the Holy Spirit, and I was mm-hmm. like, "Oof, wow." So anyway, um, so last week, jumping into today's today's topic, um, there this we talked about how there were there are two ways that Jesus teaches on the Holy Spirit. There's times when he, it's more implicit, it's implied. He makes comments that, of course, we look at historically in Scripture and look back and go, "Oh, he was talking about Holy Spirit." But the disciples or the people he was speaking to at the time didn't quite pick up on that. So there were some implied, and we look at those. So go go listen to episode one hundred and forty to hear the implicit teaching that Jesus gave on the Holy Spirit. Right today we're going to look at the explicit teaching where where it is very obvious that this is what he's saying. He's either saying the name or it's, it's just very obvious that this is this is what he's doing. Um, Jesus didn't get really explicit about the Holy Spirit introducing mm-hmm. it until really just before his uh, arrest and crucifixion and death. He really did wait towards the end of his earthly ministry. Um, and in a lot of ways, you can see he's like like in John uh, 16, 6, it's like he's spoon-feeding the disciples. He's being very gentle with them because... He knew, first of all, they were not going to be thrilled that he was leaving. Um, It says that they were filled with grief with his, I'm about to go back to the father. Mm -hmm. they're like, hold on a minute. Like, we're just now getting things in order here. Like, things are just starting to happen. So his aim was to to help them make that switch from um, the adjustment from relating to him in the natural state to relating to him in the spiritual state, because mm-hmm. remember, it's three persons, God, the Father, God, the Son, God, the Holy Spirit. And so this is what he's doing. He's trying to help them make this switch. And he even says, um, you know, there's things you don't understand right now, but the Holy Spirit, the, the counselor, the helper is going to help you understand this. Right. So um, the natural and the spiritual, of course, natural meaning Jesus in the flesh, um, you know, they knew the sound of His voice. You know, they they knew what He looked like. They'd seen Him. He wants them to switch from that to a spiritual understanding of seeing Jesus in the Spirit, like seeing the work of the Spirit as the work of Jesus and the Father, mm-hmm. tying it all together. you got to remember, again, even as difficult as we have in describing the Trinity, yes, this had not been <laughs> like imagine being the disciples
1: oh yeah they had no concept of this
0: <laughs> yeah i mean and so i it just yeah it's it's kind of it's kind of baffling um, not not to me now but um, it had to have been for them so in his opening line jesus speaking in that we read in john 14 verse 16 he says to his disciples, Jesus does, he says, I will ask the Father, and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Mm-hmm. And so they're still kind of on their heels and reeling from going, um, why are you going? Yeah, <laughs> like, where, where are you going, Jesus? Like, why are you having to ask a counselor? Um, and and really, when you think about it, this verse is loaded with information, um, and none of it was really welcome from the disciples. <laughs> Uh, and that makes me like that, that really made me pause and go, how often do we resist what God is telling us? Right. And I spent some time thinking about that. And first of all, I have to admit this. I wonder how many of us go, I don't really resist what God's telling me to me. This is personally speaking. That's an indicator that I'm probably, I'm not listening to God
1: Mm -hmm.
0: because he's speaking Right. My tendency, apart from him, is to choose self. If I don't even think I'm hearing from him to even know if I'm obeying or not, then
1: <laughs> that's You're,
0: like a red flag.
1: Yeah. Cause it's not even a conscious decision to choose right. self. Right. At that point, right?
0: Right, right. So I, but then I think there's times when he does speak and it's not in these like massive ways, like, you know, get up and move across the country, you mm-hmm. know, which. He happened to say to me at one point, yeah. but like, it's just these, you know, speak to that person, mm-hmm. you know, go over there, help that, whatever it is. And we are just like, Oh, I'm too busy. I can't do that. I mean, there are small things that we should be aware of, but so that was just kind of a side, side thought. I think we all in, in varying degrees from time to time, we need to make sure that we're we're making the transition from what seems natural with it. We're always going, okay, no, what's the spiritual implication here? What is God doing here in the spirit versus what does my natural want, desire, need, mm-hmm. you know, on and on and on. Make sense?
1: Yeah, that makes yeah.
0: sense. So Second um, Corinthians 3.18, you have that? No. Okay. So it says... Yes. Oh, there it is. You got it? Okay. Uh,
1: Oddly enough, I was looking for, like you do verses in your message, I was looking for it to be bolded. Yeah, I didn't do that. And I scrolled just right over. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says, And we who have unveiled faces all reflect the Lord's glory, are being transformed into his likeness, with ever-increasing glory which comes from the Lord who is the Spirit.
0: Okay. So that right there is, to me, a description of... Um, making the transition from the natural to the spiritual. Um, it's We are being transformed into His likeness with ever-increasing glory. That is like, that's sanctification right there. That's the work of us. We've walked through the doorway of salvation. You know, we have been justified. Jesus has, you know, imputed mm-hmm. His righteousness yes. upon yes. us. And now we are growing in, in grace and faith. And I see that. It's like that's a spiritual work. And look at the very last part of that. That verse, which comes from the Lord,
1: who is the Spirit,
0: who is the Spirit, right? So, then now, according, this is a this is Paul's writing. This is mm-hmm. later on. He's, yeah, he's uh, building up the church in Corinth. But
1: mm-hmm.
0: there's, I, I got to tell you, Josh, and maybe you've noticed this too. There are so so many references to the Spirit in the Gospels and the Epistles, the letters to the church, that I have just scooted on through. Before and not even stopped and read.
1: Well, I'm, I would say I'm guilty of not even thinking twice about it. Mm-hmm. You, you know, like kind of what you're saying, like just scooted through and read it, like mm-hmm. didn't even think twice about the,
0: the, significance. the
1: significance of them referencing the Holy Spirit there.
0: Yeah. And it was just totally intentional.
1: Cause it just, and, and I don't know. If it's because I'm a church, like I grew up in church and Mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like there is so many instances, at least in the past. I don't know, since we've been doing this podcast, I guess Mm -hmm. of me just reevaluating stuff that I've never thought twice about. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And as a whole, and I know it's because we are so dialed into the Holy spirit right now. Mm -hmm. My, and, Entire understanding of the Holy Spirit has not been absent. Right. It's just been expanded. E- expanded <laughs> to, to the extent of a- not asking, but beginning to understand why. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Because, yes, it's always been there, and I understand that the Holy Spirit is part of the Trinity, but why mm-hmm. is the Holy Spirit the one, the part of the Trinity? trinity that they're referencing here yeah. why does that matter yeah yeah like before it was sending them for god
0: mm-hmm. so answer that answer your own question why does it matter what are you learning what because are you the
1: holy spirit is the one that is here among us doing the work of mm-hmm. god yeah yeah and
0: and i, I had you answer on purpose because i think there are probably some going why is it Why yeah. why is that I yeah. I'm right there with you, Josh. What but why is that?
1: Be, and you know? and it's and it's not a synonym for God. It is like He is He is a synonym for God, but he, he is, is God.
0: God. Right. That's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. He is God.
1: Like it's not a pick your favorite one to stick here.
0: He's not third string. No, It's not your well, third string QB. And, Jesus is in second well, string. Yeah, and
1: I guess what I'm like, what I'm even more getting to is like, it's just not a pick your favorite word mm. of God. Like, if Father's your favorite, you always use Father. If Spirit is your favorite, you always use Spirit. If, if you, Jesus is you your, favorite. Mm. but it's you can't, like yeah. you can't do that.
0: Well, I mean, you can. I don't think our I don't think our prayers go you know flying off into the nothingness. But I do think, you know, when we are intentional about how we are addressing the Godhead, yeah, then we are that much more. We are understanding. We know who we're petitioning, who we're mm-hmm. calling out to, who we're praising, um, and and we're praising them all. And, and goodness gracious, it's yeah. So, and,
1: but but you know, we always talk about we should always pray with intentionality, mm-hmm. and this is. Like this is step one of intentionality. Yeah, is understanding which part of the Trinity you need to speak to.
0: Mm. Yeah, and again, I don't think it's wrong. No, it, to it, say it, Father, it, but it's
1: it's not. It's and a
0: it's a personal exercise of our, of us being intentional. Yes. Yeah.
1: And and so go like I've always just went. Oh, they just decided to pick Spirit here. Yeah.
0: Oh, like when Paul's writing. He's yeah. like, "Oh, he could have written Jesus, but he, he wrote he Spirit." Ri- yep, he
1: could have Yeah, he could have written Jesus. He could have written Father. <laughs> he chose Spirit. Mm, no. No, yeah. it was intentional because totally. the Spirit is among us working.
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And you know
1: And and that makes you read that stuff differently.
0: It sure does.
1: And that's why like because you kind of tried to catch me from like going all in on picking one or the other mm-hmm. a couple times on here
0: mm-hmm.
1: but it's it's not that I'm going all in on one it's just the work that is specifically being done mm-hmm. by one of one of the Trinity and acknowledging that yes and it's all God mm-hmm. but the intentionality of the action of each of them mm-hmm. and their and the record mm-hmm. of the action of each of them, is yes. the intentionality that the writers are yes. doing,
0: and what does that do for you, as you like, as far as your faith journey? It's bringing depth yes. to your understanding
1: uh, of the Trinity. Yeah, 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 and
0: and our awareness and everything.
1: And so it, like, I, I've almost caught myself. Because it's like I don't want to fall in this trap without unintentionally saying that they're three Mm -hmm. individual parts. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. because they're not. They're
0: yeah, they're connected. They're connected, (laughs) and it
1: and it's so complicated to uh, words to explain it. So words are hard. Words are hard. I (laughs) you pay me to do words, um, but just really being able to. Dial in that they have different jobs,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and you acknowledge the one doing the job. Yes, has has given such a depth mm-hmm. to my understanding of God, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and that's why I've been like hyper focused on the one doing the job and what Who's job is what? being performed.
0: Yeah. yeah. And so when Jesus says to his disciples, like in John sixteen seven, when he's like, "No, it's good for you that I go,"
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're like, "No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not good for you to go because they have no concept of the work of the Holy Spirit in in any kind of personal way. Right. The work of the Spirit up to that point uh, in the Old Testament was, you know, prophecy and these, you know, like. Amazing! Killing a bunch you know, of kids. I mean, oh goodness gracious! Well, there's you just went you just went full in on that, didn't you? Well, I mean, yeah, you know, yeah. Hang, hang on, the Holy Spirit killed a bunch of kids.
1: Well, in Exodus,
0: he, he did. Wasn't it him that killed a bunch of kids?
1: Well, no, it was <laughs> fair. It was Pharaoh's fault for not listening.
0: So that wasn't Pharaoh that did it, was it? <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, I you just went full in there. I was like, I was, wow. Of all i all the things. I was thinking like Red Sea, Burning Bush, you know, you just went right in. I like well, it.
1: The, but, the, okay, so if you look at, if you go to the movie Prince of Egypt. Yes. Like they actually, like you have a visualization of the Holy Spirit doing mm-hmm. it. Yeah. And so that it's always actually stuck out in, yeah. in my mind of like yeah. one time that the Holy Spirit was on earth before Jesus yeah. came. Yeah. Is like that?
0: When the, um, are you, so you're talking about the firstborn of Egypt that, mm-hmm. that didn't over Passover? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'm with you now. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Because <laughs>
1: like they they had a they drew a visualization of the yes. Holy Spirit coming and doing it and like like basically being among them and I, I need to watch that and movie doing again. that and then and then just like yeah. and then all of a sudden he's like Whoosh!
0: I need to watch that again. It Disney wouldn't make that again.
1: They didn't make it the first time. Oh, who made it? It's DreamWorks.
0: Oh, but did Disney just? Dist- Distribute it? Nope. Oh, okay. I don't know why I thought they did. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just, all right. Enough about that. Anyway, so <laughs> when Jesus says, it's good for you to go, they're like, no, it's not. No, it's not. But then he does this kind of reassuring. Uh, you hear this in in John 14, verse 16, when Jesus says, I will ask... Here, here you go. This is like the Trinity in a sentence. Mm-hmm. I, Jesus, will ask the Father, yep. and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Mm-hmm. So that means Jesus was already serving as their counselor, their paraclete, you know, their paracletos. Um, he's alongside them, with them. Um, so let, let's look at a couple of things in this verse, in John 4, 14, 16, when he says, I'll ask the Father and he'll give you another counselor to be with you. A couple of things we see here, um, three things definitely is, first of all, he says, I'm going to ask the Father, I will petition the Father. Um, we know that his prayer was heard in Luke chapter 24, uh, just before his ascension, he says, I'm going to send you what my father has promised. Yes. But stay in the city until you've been clothed with power from on high. Mm -hmm. So you see, I mean, you read this, you're like, yes, yes. In Acts chapter one, verse four, he tells his disciples again to wait wait for the gift who promised my father. Yes. So we know that, jesus petitioned the father he asked and because jesus was still in bodily form remember mm-hmm. so he he had a the human restriction um that that we have um you know even though he was uh, fully god fully man fully god he still had the limitation of humanity upon him so mm-hmm. he petitioned the father the father promised he followed through um when jesus took his place at the right hand of god um, you know it's carried out. In Acts 2.33, uh, we read that he is at the right hand of God. He has received from the Father the promised Holy Spirit and has poured out what you, this is Peter speaking, what you now see and hear when Peter was preaching. So you see that um, that the Father is at work in this. You see the Trinity at work here. Yes. Uh, oops, I just hit my hand. Um, the second thing you see in this statement out of John um Fourteen, sixteen, where it says i'll ask the father and he'll give another counselor to be with you forever is is this whole other counselor another counselor both words are important another meaning one like jesus himself the counselor being the one who comes alongside Paracletos, which i just mentioned um now think about this because when i've always heard the paraclete teaching i've always thought about the holy spirit but jesus was the par- a paraclete for three years He came alongside and guided and was with his disciples. Well, yeah, for three years of ministry. He was Mm -hmm. here for 33-something years. But he came alongside of them physically. He was there with them. They had them to themselves, which is why they were like, no, this isn't good that you have to go. (laughs) We don't want you to go anywhere. Um, This was physically he was there, but now it's going to be on the... uh, you know, it's at the natural level. Now it's going to be at the spiritual way. So when Jesus says another Paraclete would come from the Father, um, he's going to be as real to them as Jesus was. That's what he is. He is saying to them. This is almost an implicit way here, where he's like, no, he will be just as real to you. It's mm-hmm. it's just going to be different. It's yes. just going to be different. Um, and in many respects, Josh, when you think about it, the Holy Spirit. Would would make even Jesus even more real to them because the Holy Spirit was going to teach them things and allow them to see things that they could not understand before. Mm-hmm. So imagine that that's a that's kind of a a mind bender there a little bit. Is yeah. the Holy Spirit Jesus is going to leave, but the Holy Spirit's going to come, and when he does, they're actually going to know Jesus better.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think I've had two instances where I've probably looked like I'm not paying attention and I'm sitting here (laughs) trying to think. Like I'm just trying to comprehend Mm -hmm. the aspect of going from the like physical physical to the spiritual. Yeah. And then also going going. I'm careful when (laughs) I like I'm careful. Trying to form this question, but I can't think of a different way to say it. Mm-hmm. So the question the question is is why did Jesus like why couldn't Jesus have done what the Holy Spirit came to do?
0: Mm. You mean uh, while he was physically present, or
1: well, because is he because when he comes back from when he's resurrected? Mm-hmm. He isn't necessarily held by physical limitations,
0: mm-hmm, right?
1: So, like the question, mm-hmm. specifically that's popped in my brain while we've been talking about yeah. this is like, well, he's not, mm-hmm. he's not restricted by physical limitation, yeah. and I understand that it's not his job,
0: right? Right, and that's what I would say is that um, Jesus had a role in fulfilling. Um, the the restoration of relationship between God and humanity, but then we also have to remember that from the beginning of what we know as time and mm-hmm. and and reality and Earth and creation, the three existed. Yes, so they had their roles. They mm-hmm. had their responsibilities. Um, speaking of Jesus's physical limitation, um, the Pentecost. You have to remember what well we have to recall or understand about the Pentecost moment is that from that moment forward all who believe all corners of the globe once mm-hmm. they believe they have they receive the holy spirit that's a work that that is um well it's supernatural of course but it's um that wasn't the way in which Jesus was um working. present and working mm-hmm. he was he was embodied even in his resurrected state he was still in a body mm-hmm. um, and so the Holy Spirit has never been manifest in one place one person uh, for an extended amount of time correct so the work of the Spirit is to be everywhere at all places and in functioning on behalf of God mm-hmm. and so that's I mean my best answer is that's that's how they that's just the way it is that's, that's their part of, on the team <laughs> yeah you know um,
1: no, and and I get that, and it's just been. I, I think just that's like, a good
0: question, though. I think that's a yeah. question that comes that would come up. Yeah, so. yeah. So, um, John John sixteen sixteen, Jesus said, "In a little while, you will see me no more, and then after a little while, you will see me." <laughs> <laughs> so you talk about Holy Spirit in this, you're like, okay, I understand that. right? They had no idea what that meant, and they even discussed it among themselves, and so Jesus had to kind of follow that up, and he said, now is your time of grief, but I will see you again, and you will rejoice, and no one will take away your joy. Like, Mm -hmm. yeah, I'm going to go, I'm going to die, there's going to be three really dark days for you, I'm going to reappear, might be here, but then I am going to leave again, and when I do, trust me, Another's coming is yes. going to help understand this, and they were empowered. They were, um, they they did things and said things that that they thought only Jesus would do um, when they were still here and following him in his physical state. Um, Peter, in in Acts chapter two, he quotes a psalm. He quotes Psalm sixteen. Um, and he says this. So he's this is Peter in Acts two, verse twenty five through twenty eight. Um, well, I'm not going to read. Well, I guess I could read the whole thing, but he says, especially he says, I saw the Lord always before me. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's the Counselor. This Counselor would be with us forever. Um, I love. That. I want to read to you the whole the the several verses there where, where Peter is preaching. Um, he says, he's quoting the psalm, I saw the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will live in hope because you will not abandon me to the grave, nor will you let your Holy One see decay. You have made known to me the paths of life. You will fill me With joy in your presence, Um, this is the work of the Holy Spirit, and it's and that was written in the Psalms, and yet Peter chooses to quote that in him explaining Mm -hmm. the presence and the work of the Holy Spirit now among God's people. It's pretty powerful. Yes, He's with us forever. This Counselor's with us forever. Um, You know, so when you when we read even passages like in Romans eight, you know who who will separate us from the love of Christ. There is, uh, there is the work of the Spirit there. Like mm-hmm. Jesus is gone, so you, you could go. Well, uh, we're separated. No, the Holy Spirit of God is here. Right. We're still connected. Mm-hmm. Um, God, pro- I mean, we know the promise: "Never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you," and that continues through the work of the Holy Spirit. Spirit. It sure does. So, um, so that's today. We were kind of finishing up this. This this was Jesus's teaching regarding the Holy Spirit. Um, in our next episode we're we're going to talk about the character and the purpose of the Holy Spirit which I think uh, as we kind of talk that out Josh you'll see how that question you posed mm-hmm. which I think is a, a very valid question is why yeah. why do we need the Holy Spirit as far as not saying you don't want him but like why couldn't Jesus have done this yeah um, so we'll see the characteristics and the purpose of him in, in episode 142 so um, anything you want to add for uh, as we close out today's episode of what's coming up?
1: Nah, I'd rather not, just in case something <laughs> changes.
0: Very true. Very true. There's a golf tournament coming up. Um, probably. <laughs> you shrug your shoulders like, you never know, Shannon. Let's just not say anything. I would just rather not. <laughs>
1: BBS is happening.
0: <laughs> we know that much, you know? So, okay. Well, hey, guys. Uh, thanks for being with us and listening. And uh, I look forward to seeing you guys soon. And um, yeah, have a great week.
1: See look you, by the Holy
0: Spirit. See you, bye. You've been listening to the One Sixty Seven podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining one hundred and sixty-seven hours of your week.